0: Welcome to the Misfits for Jesus Radio Ministry. I'm glad you guys could stop by to spend about a half an hour with this boys. What's going on? Hey, good morning. What's going on? You hear the applause? Well, they're you? fired up this hey, morning. morning. What's going what the on? I was fired up. Wow. You know why?
1: Is it so warm outside? Well, Jeremy's not here. Well, that's... <laughs> they're, they're, <you>
0: know, <laughs> Jeremy's not here, so they're very, very excited. Right. What do you think, guys? You guys miss Jeremy?
1: Come on. Well, that was oh, wow. Is, they're a tough
0: Rough crowd. crowd. But we, we've upgraded, Barry.
1: We've
0: <laughs> We've got Duncan all right tim's buddy just happened to be strolling by on sunday morning and saw the on-air lights on i guess
2: that's right welcome good to be with you well it's kind
0: of cool because we were talking off air and the next thing you know i said we didn't have a guest this week but now we do
1: very interesting
0: story and yeah there's always a ram in the bush so uh, the only thing that concerns me is i I'm, i'm trying to think of duncan lewis and Tim all hanging out together back in the day. That's scary, Barry.
2: <laughs> scary. CMA, that's look scary. out!
0: <laughs> so where did we start? I mean, you guys met in CMA. That's right. Um, when what year and what what happened? Hodge to me probably ought to leave out some of the story. But. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it, uh, I think it would have been probably two thousand three two, probably two two thousand two. There was a CMA chapter forming in the Troy area, and uh, that's that's where we met, and uh, we just became friends and stayed in touch ever since.
0: Now the big question: Harley rider
2: or a Japanese bike? At the really? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was riding a Yamaha at the time, and
1: yeah, I was riding a Honda Shadow, and you were riding a Yamaha Venture. And yeah. then I started riding a hey.
0: Dodge. Just <laughs> kidding. <come> a <laughs> BTX eighteen hundred. But
1: I ended up. So
0: running. you still
2: ride? No.
0: No, no I agree that. <laughs> yeah. Tim hasn't. No, he hasn't. I, I think he rode this morning. He's only five out of whatever. <laughs> right. Of so you were the president of the chapter the, uh, of the CMA.
1: When when we met, there was uh, another man that was uh, president, and uh, there was some I don't remember the details, but there were some disagreements, and uh, he stepped down. The chapter kind of folded, and actually Duncan stepped in and became president. Okay. And um, and kept it going for out in Troy for what six months or
2: maybe a year I don't know just long enough to turn it over to somebody that knew what they were doing <laughs> <laughs> we've
0: been waiting for 12 years to do that here at right. <laughs> well
2: Tim Tim took it and Rand uh,
1: yeah so I became cha- uh, president by default and as nobody wanted the job you okay. know it wasn't like I was voted in <laughs> 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 my popular vote but, you so, did campaign no the I, I didn't campaign buttons and
0: all that Tim for president vote the Tim's
1: we moved the chapter to Lake St. Louis and uh Met at Denny's for a few, quite a few years. Yep. Is
0: this still going on today? The same chapter?
1: Yeah, it's called the Broken Chains, and okay. now they meet okay, in, um, sure. um, Moscow Mills, I think.
0: Okay, that was Ned's
1: chapter. That's right. we met. That's too. where we it's met Ned mind. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But I thought it was cool. So we were talking, just shooting the breeze, and we started. I don't even know how we got on the uh, the bus ministry, and I, I thought you, you've been involved in some really cool ministries in downtown St. Louis. About the same time we were down there. Let's talk. I want to talk about that really cool puppet show ministry. That, that, that was so cool. We won't talk about the other things, whether it works or not. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> right. Because right. it was cool. So describe it. What 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 day did you meet?
2: Yeah. So what we did, we took a, a 14-foot rider truck, cut the side out of it, and which was intimidating for me. And we just built a stage that I had found some old skateboard wheels and put a whole bunch of them underneath this aluminum welded up frame. It worked excellent actually. And it just pulled out, <laughs> so the stage pulled right out of the side of the bus, or out of the truck. And it was equipped with its own power supply and we had an audio video and uh, put a puppet stage there. And, and we would go down the same day, rain or shine, because those kids that we were dealing with in the projects um, they didn't have very, you know, adults weren't very consistent in their okay. life. So even if we knew we couldn't do sidewalk Sunday school, it was going to be pouring down rain, we, we showed up. When they looked out their window in the rain, they'd seen that truck sitting out there whether we did the program or not. Okay. Which was tough because it was an hour each direction, and we didn't have the money hardly. And you were coming from Troy. Money. Yeah, okay. we didn't hardly have the money to buy the, the gas and this and that. And actually, which is kind of crazy and really cool, broken chains probably became well, without a doubt, became some of the people in Broken Chains became our biggest financial supporters. Okay. So out of that CMA thing, which felt like we had failed that so miserably, was my part of it. Out of that came the support that enabled us to do what we did. You did Uh, it for years. We did it for years. And, yeah, so we would go down and we would would play games. Um, We'd always have a snack. Some of those kids, that was, you know, they... They were starving, literally. They a uh, lot of crazy stuff, some of the craziest, heartbreaking things you'd ever, 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 ever possibly imagine going on in those kids' lives. But And then at Christmas, and uh, Tim and Donna was a huge part of that, we would uh, raise money, and people would help us out, and we would um, take every kid. They got at least one brand-new, not a second, not a hand-me-down, not something that come from the, their kids' closets that was... reject toy Mm -hmm. every kid got something brand new that they could open and um, and some of those kids would would tell us things and tim tim and donna was always there with us but they would tell us things like this was the only toy i got for christmas this year wow
0: i'm going to get into what we're talking about because i think it's really interesting i've never heard anything like that concerning youth ministry you know, and and different ways to do it and, and to get better results. Obviously, you want people who want to make disciples. That's the point. Right. Okay. Right. So we were talking. I thought it was cool. I, who was it that said we're basically circumventing God's process and not deal, allowing the parents to, to teach the children? Can you elaborate on that? Because I thought that was just really interesting.
2: Yeah, and, it, and it's powerful because one of the things, and, and I will be the first to say that, most of everything that we've ever learned, and, and I said we, yeah, my wife and I in, in ministry, um, and has been learned by making a lot of mistakes. Uh, that's how we tend to learn everything, it we're familiar seems like. Yeah, we're <laughs> very familiar with that. Uh, that's kind uh, of how learning. we do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what would happen is, is the kids would, once they reached, and now your suburban kids, you know, your rural kids, the age is much higher, but in the city, mm-hmm. at somewhere around 10, 11, 12 years old, you would start losing them. And we were there long enough we had we had relationships with these. Okay. we would go down and knock 200 doors her and i would um in, in, an, in a in a on a saturday we were all over and they knew us the the adults the parents everybody but what ends up happening is is if you bypass the parent you start driving a wedge between the kids because here's what we would do we would go in and we would tell the kids you know stealing sleeping with someone that's that's not your spouse uh, all of these things are sin and they would go home and that's the way their family was living their lives okay. and when mom would tell them stick this steak down your jacket and walk out the store with it uh-huh. um, we would um, we would tell them that stealing was sin we didn't know better we just talked to them like they were little adults and so they would go and tell their mom it was like, Mama, those those people in the sidewalk Sunday school truck. I mean, they they're saying if you do that, you know, I'm I'm gonna go to hell, you know, or you're gonna go to hell oh or God. whatever. <laughs> um, so the parents loved us being there because we babysitted the kids, and they literally would do everything you can possibly imagine that gets done in the projects while we had their kids. It was there. It was a time for them to to make money in various ways, and uh, I, I become a little bit discouraged by some of the results in the kids leaving. And they still wanted a relationship with us, but they didn't want to be seen at the sidewalk Sunday school truck. And um, I called Heart Crime Ministries, which is the ministry that Paul Washer. Which, if you haven't listened to him, you need to. I called them, and and, and basically what they said to me was, Duncan, any time you you violate biblical principles in your ministry, you won't have long lasting fruit. And I was like, What? I, Were I was you back. Oh, seriously? I was, I was. Yeah, I was. You know, a little bit angry. Sure. And. Um, I started really researching that, and their point was, and what I've learned in George Barner research and a lot of different things will back this up, is that so often, especially us as dads, we're really quick to turn over spiritual leadership and authority to a pastor, whether it's a youth pastor or anybody, and Ephesians, God made it very clear in his word in Ephesians that fathers are to be to the family, what Christ is to the church. Okay and we know that christ was the head the spiritual leader of his church and we are to be that to our families and one very wise lady told me she said if you think about it god only gave children one commandment now i know this could be a controversial subject and 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 that's not why i'm stating it but god only commanded children to obey their father and mother and the struggle we always had was my wife and i talk about coming home we're telling these kids to do things i mean how do we tell them Honor your father and mother, but then don't do what they say when they tell you to steal this or to lie or to tell. You know what? You know it, it just became confusing. We put a burden on those children that I don't think was right for us to put on them, and we did it innocently enough. And those children, they're they're born with that inherent wanting to please God, so they got caught in the middle, and it, it created it, it can create problems. And now we still love children. It's just that now we're we. We really strive to reach the entire family. And this thing that we have in America, in the West of, you know, just as I am, or I come to the garden alone, you know, those those old songs, this personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it is that, right? It is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and, and we are responsible for ourselves. But what we're seeing all around the world in other places that aren't so individualistic like we are here is that whole family, whole households are coming to Christ just like they did in the Bible. That's exciting. That is awesome. So what's
0: the answer for the American church? I mean, in youth ministry, is there there revival in youth ministry happening? Or are we doing the same old thing we've always done?
2: I think it probably depends on the church. And I always tell people. At one time, I was pretty adamant and pretty dogmatic about just stop all youth ministry. But I I don't think churches need to go out and stop that. I think they just really need to put... um, I, I really am strong, a strong advocate of family-integrated church, Okay. I, and you might want to edit this, but Sunday School was actually rooted in Darwinism in, in the sense that it came from when they started age-segregating age public schools. That was such a neat, popular idea when they got rid of the old one-room schoolhouses. And, and the old-timers will tell you that worked great because the older kids, you know, they, they literally was discipling or mentoring the younger kids. They all had their place, and it all kind of fit as a community, as society, which is what church is supposed to be. So when we when we started Sunday schools, we're separating the family unit and... And I think Tim knows some people as I do that that really was more involved in the family integrated. Every family integrated church I've ever seen, where the kids sit and listen on the same pew with the family, and then they go home and they can talk to dad about what was preached that Sunday morning. Those kids seem to thrive. Interesting. So
0: it's really interesting.
2: And, I, and I'm not I'm not advocating for your listeners to go and tell their preachers you know hey stop stop Sunday it's school. It's just nice it's to hear, just hear. something just the to different. Think. Sure. So right. you think about and just just make sure we have tried to reach families, right. family, that, the
3: whole that's, family. That's right. the main thing, yes, to the family. family.
1: Reach the family. family. Yeah. Well, I think the bottom line, if I could say that, is that the father has been absent from his position. Either yes. He may not be absent at home, but he's absent as a spiritual leader a lot of times. Absolutely. And even if he's a Christian man, he's, you know, and I, I, having raised five kids, I can say, yeah, a lot of times you just you take the kids to youth group and, you know, you know, get a breath. Take you a know, break. take a yeah. break. You know, and uh, there's definitely a lot there's of a truth balance. in what you're saying. Where where the the, the parents and the, the whole family should be right. It should be church at home and church on Sunday or Saturday, mm-hmm. whenever. Oh, you mean we have yeah. to live it at home too? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. oh man. <laughs> now I'm getting it. There's a lot of pressure. Hey, by the way, I, I, Wilson just walked in. What's up, Wilson? Wilson, Wilson. after that, you got a couple pointers for us after bed? I got one.
3: I got one. Okay.
0: We'll get to that right after the break. Let's take a quick break.
3: We'll be right back. Lang Insurance is your local, trusted, independent insurance agency for 40 years
1: and growing. Steve Lang says I dare you to compare your current home and auto insurance policy to our top 10 insurance companies. Most
0: of the time, we will save you money, sometimes thousands. Either way, you will know that you have the best policy at the best price. Lang Insurance, someone local you can trust for a free no obligation insurance quote on home auto business life and health call 636-229-7000 636-229-7000 or go to langinsurance.com 24 7 dare to compare lang insurance so welcome back uh, off air we were talking there's another point you want to make concerning that
2: you know, one could say it's just coincidence, or you could be more of a, um, a sensationalist, and, and maybe maybe I can be accused of that in this point. But if you look at every TV program out there, all the popular TV shows that have families they all make dads out to be I'm bumbling idiots. Yeah. That's a, bone, that's a, a been, bone with me. We've been saying I've
0: that been for years. I've been saying that for years. Yeah. I go, you go back to Father Knows Best and Father Knew Best yeah, or, or Leave It to Beaver, but these new things make dad look like a bumbling buffoon. All of them do, and I know it's part of an agenda. You have yeah. to be a blind man not to see it's that. It's even in yeah. the commercials, too. A, a, everything, dude. Yeah. Right. That's very interesting and really sad because if the devil can... Uh, it's a it's a basic foundation of our yeah. cult, uh, of the family is... The basic building block given by God. If, he, if the devil can get in there and mess up the family,
2: right. we're in trouble, boys. So our ministry now is just focused on, and we mainly deal with um, and, and work with uh, Hispanics. Now we travel into Mexico quite a bit, but is really focusing on the family and helping, training, discipling dad, or you know, dad's not present in a lot of homes. Let's, mm-hmm. let's face that. So it does. I, I don't. I think we can substitute in grandma or you okay. know, auntie or mom or. Whoever, Whoever's the, the leader of that home with those kids, whoever's in charge of them, we really concentrating on teaching them just to love and obey Jesus and obey those things that, that Jesus commanded us to do and to, to obey him out of loving obedience, not out of an obligation, and to be the church in the community. And that's just kind of a little phrase that I've coined, and I, and I really like that concept of let's not be the church on Sunday morning, because let's face it, everybody loves it because then they can get up and leave church. Huh. You know, we all like to, you know, when the Sunday morning service is over, if we just get up and leave church, if, if that's our definition of what church is, right. um, then the kids can see us be whoever we wanna be. But if we are teaching them that as followers of Christ, we are the church, yeah, then all of a sudden, now dad has a responsibility or mom has a responsibility to be the church in the community Oh, it's good.
0: Okay. It's amazing when something so true and so simple. It's like, "Well, let's, I found something new out. Let's be the church out in the community." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like revolutionary. It's like, "Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a great idea.
1: Write a book and go on tour, man." So, would
0: you say that other cultures cuz we've traveled a little bit here and there and I I think other cultures I've seen dad still is, you know, Middle East. Dad's the man. Still.
2: Is it like that in Mexico too? I think they're much more family oriented than Um, we are Um, what (laughs) happened and and i'm not saying this in any derogatory thing because they would if 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 i had my hispanic friends here with me especially the ones from mexico they they always kind of laugh and joke about the machoism of of the men in mexico and um you know sometimes that sounds like such a bad thing like oh the men they're all macho but yet it's kind of biblical kind of putting yeah yeah Yeah. i mean (laughs) if, if you take that to where the man has the right to be abusive to his family, then no. no. Uh, yeah. But sure. when you have man in a in a position of um, of being that leader in his family, and, and not to downplay what moms do, I mean, any of us that have kids. Well, that's the boss,
0: but I'm in charge. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, we know we know that moms have their special God place in, in the family. That's seems so much more important <laughs> you know it, it maybe is in some areas but in this idea of spiritual leadership right we've got to step up dads have have a responsibility that is scary i mean the very the very likelihood of our children making it to heaven Here, here's a statistic and um the southern baptists disputed this and it it was presented at a conference and they disputed it and went out and researched it and came back and presented it again so and and that's the statistic that that they had went out and and validated that i'm quoting here if you lead a child to christ first in a family only three percent there's only a three percent chance that the rest of the family will come to christ if you lead a mother to christ first in a family there's a seventeen and a half percent chance that the rest of the family will come to christ if you lead a father to Christ first in a family, there's like a 93, 94% chance oh, wow. of the rest wow. of the family How about that? come to Christ. Wow. wow. And all throughout the Bible. I mean, example and example after example, we see sure. Cornelius and his whole household. Mm-hmm. And his whole household was not just his immediate family. It was extended family, business associates, close friends. Servants. Yeah. Servants. Yeah. yeah. So wow. bringing, we, we, we see this in some of the people that we coach and mentor, whole communities. Um, Peru, Colombia. I mean, it's happened, this is, I mean, Colombia has made a tremendous turn back towards God. That when, when the leader, or even in Africa, we're saying this kind of stuff, when, when the leader of the tribe comes to Christ, the whole tribe will come to Christ. And do they have to do so individually? Do they have to repent and confess their sin, you know, put their belief and faith on an individual basis in Jesus Christ? Yes, they do. But when the leader does it, and it just trickles down to the family. When the dad does it, the rest of the family that is probably. Our do that is scary. Responsibility
0: is scary. You're yeah, right, dude. Right.
1: I heard a, a pastor say one time that the man is the head of the family. That's the way God ordained it. And then he went on to say, even if he's a bad head, he's still the head. So if the dad is derelict, if he's abusive, drunk, whatever, he will lead his family in that direction. Mm-hmm. If he is a strong man, a spiritual mm-hmm. leader, he'll lead his family in that direction. Wow
2: guess
0: we better step it up then yeah we, we all yeah. we can all
1: step it up
2: <laughs> so sitting at home watching the football game and telling your your wife to take the kids to church and you all go do the church thing doesn't seem really to work no. especially with our teenage sons right mm. no doesn't work i hate football anyway
1: i do too especially in for NFL <laughs>
0: you know the no fans league, fans league. <laughs> Wilson, you're chomping at the bit over there. Do you have a little bit of tidbit of information? So this is our two minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what was
0: that? This is our two minutes. What do you call this? What, what? We, we were calling it um, fun facts. Fun, fun facts. facts. Wilson, okay. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and get into our fun facts
3: from Wilson. Well, this time, you know, we've, we like to put in some fun stuff. I have. It's not that it's not fun, but it's highly Interesting, which is good. Very good. Interesting can be fun. Oh yeah. You know, just kind of trying to picture it in your mind what's going on. Would it be interesting? Interesting. Fintr- yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Well, well, word so interesting. as I was Googling and looking for things, I found I came across a, uh, a question: How are Bibles getting into North Korea? Okay, North Korea. You know, sad subject. You know, a lot of bad stuff going on there, but. Uh, God is is really working hard over there and this is just one example and you think about the different ways Well, of course, you know, they get them snuck in you know people in the trunk of their cars or or they they tear them sheets by sheets a lot of different ways people will memorize the Bible and come back over and 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 speak it And they'll they'll take dictation and things like that Um, But this is kind of an interesting fun way. It it started I believe um, what I read was in about 1972 Okay, what they were doing was because you know Bibles are illegal in North Carolina. They are or North, North, North Carolina. No, 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 no. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. It's time to rise. on a travesty! North, North Korea. <laughs> I am so sorry. Um, they're illegal. So these people came up with a really interesting way to do it. So they're using Mother Nature. They're using what God created. What they've done is they've they they make these square balloons and they write entire gospels on them. In this case it was the gospel of Mark. They fill them up with with helium and and different things and they they poke holes or they use something physically to them that allow them to drift a certain uh, distance and then fall back. So what's happening, they're releasing these balloons with the gospel on them. They're floating over into North Korea, okay, and I I can just imagine some of those people, you know, some of the guards just watching, (coughs) watching it go over, you know. And then they float back down and the people just come and pick them up cuz they, they 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 deflate It's go. so good. It, it's it's really pretty cool. That's that's Okay, to your point, Wilson. Here's what you and I are
0: going to do. All right. I challenge you. Okay. Next Sunday, show up with three or four five helium balloons. Oh, we'll put some tracks on just for fun. Okay. Just for fun. Why okay. not? Yeah. We can do this. Can we do this? Yeah. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah. yeah. 5 6 helium balloons. We'll put a little tract on there, a nice kind of tract, uh, and we'll float them off. And then we'll see what happens. There you go.
3: Just for grins. Right. That sounds like a fun thing to do. So Guys, we, we did have fun out of this. Did we just have a board meeting? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we just had a board meeting. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty
0: bored, <laughs> <laughs> I have that effect on people. Let's do it. Why not? Yeah, be kind of yeah. fun. We'll put our address on there. Yeah. maybe somebody makes. Who knows?
2: Remember, we used to do that at school. Yeah,
0: we did in science class or
2: whatever it was. Write a little note on them.
0: Uh, I've done it with my kids. Card. Never yeah. got anything.
2: Never did we, either. We, you hear about people that do though?
1: We did it. We we have a son that passed back in 2003, and about three or four years ago, my granddaughter had that idea to. Let's get balloons and write just something nice or whatever, yeah. and, just, and then you know, with a note. If you find this, just let us know hey, or whatever. Me too. and we did. And it, actually, I got an email from some guy in India. Claimed, Come I, on, I, I'm sorry, Indiana.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, <laughs> okay, Wilson, Tim, you guys are messing me up here. Wait, Seriously, wait, because wait. I've always wanted to. But you really did. Me and Wilson both flunked out of uh, what, <laughs> Ge- geography. Yeah, you probably flunked out <laughs> of geology.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? So I got an email from a guy in Indiana. And he said, "Hey, I got your balloon. Just wanted to let you know that it, it, where it landed." And that's and cool. It, yeah, and from St. Charles, cool. Missouri yeah. to.
3: So how far would that be?
0: Seven
3: so hundred miles, miles in, always, at least. Yeah, uh, four, four hours four, by
1: by
0: three, sixty three miles, miles an hour. Four hundred miles? Yeah. It's pretty cool. well, we're we're to start a, a balloon ministry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing the nose. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need a balloon budget. Okay, let's do it. It's a Will balloon. In? Yeah. I'm I got in. the tracks. Okay, I'll get the balloons. Okay.
0: We'll start off on. How about on air, guys?
3: Ooh, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Uh, is that would that be co- considered like a location kind of on location? Yeah, it would be
0: right out there on the lawn of the church. Wow,
1: <laughs> you wow. guys are cutting edge. <laughs> they, <laughs> you know, why not <laughs> live on the edge? Let's right? get up on us on the bell tower.
0: all of a sudden we're yeah. right behind
3: you. We'll fall off <laughs> that thing. <day>. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: So we did have a pretty cool thing last. Uh, so we, we started our group in Pacific on Fridays a couple of months ago. Now, it didn't work really well, so we ho- switched it over to Thursdays, and it's it quite well. Monica Hampton and a lot really more people
2: well. can come on yeah. Thursday.
0: Because there were other groups, Celebrate Recovery, Al-Anon, Narconics Anonymous, and all these other groups on Friday and even Wednesday. But people in the recovery are looking for off nights. You know, I got my home group, and I want something to do. So uh, Wednesday or Thursday uh, Pacific? at the following church in pacific it's really a cool little church yeah. wow. and i love it because on the front of the church it says uh, what time start 10 uh, ish <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell it's kind of low-key really cool get around it's, it's to it good solid teaching i like it it's really cool so if you have a needed church in pacific
3: the following check them out
0: so what else is going on wilson you getting ready for this trip
3: yeah i am i am i am it's like what closer, time do we have? What you got two uh, weeks or something I well i know we have um three Saturdays Indiana. I think Indiana. three Saturday services before we go okay so we're gonna have to uh, get some energy going in the in the building yep. you know and kind of feed off that and and uh, get some energy from them to us to get over there for the 20 hour flight or whatever it is but then um, you can play we will rock you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Right. So we're going North, to Indiana, North Carolina. Indiana. Yeah, we're going to Indiana, North Indiana. <laughs>
0: and,
1: and if they're really feeling brave, they'll go to North Carolina, <laughs> right. and drop off some tracks. Really. Big. So we're we're gonna fly
0: into Hyderabad, and then I was asking him, uh, Babu. Now, how is this going to work? So we're going to have a driver. He's going to pick us up at the hotel, take us to the villages to preach. When the session's over, then we're going to go back to the thing. So we're going to have a lot of downtime, it would appear, during the day. So maybe we can go out and do a little street ministry in Hyderabad. There you go. You know?
3: It's uh, it's always new and different and exciting and, and a little bit um, you know edgy. Yeah. You know. I like that. It, you're an edgy kind of guy. We are kind of uh, parachuting. I don't know if we told you we got a discount. We're parachuting. <laughs> yeah, you got <laughs> discount
0: tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we I'm only have, yeah, gonna we only have one shoot. <laughs> we're going to ride one of those balloons <laughs> you're talking about over there and just kind of tuck and roll. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But here's the time. good news. I talked to him last Sunday. Of course, today he had their meetings on Sunday nights a prayer meeting, so we'll be preaching during the week. But he had a Hindu man come to Jesus. Awesome. So I uh, think that's – I was like, I'm looking at that first fruits because that's a big deal. and it was Dad. his nice. And awesome. then now they're ministering to the family. So, how about that? How about that? Yeah. Isn't that amazing, I'm... guys? We better land this plane. Jacks, give me the look over there. But I have uh, uh, something for you, Duncan. In thirty seconds or less, what is the gospel? Somebody's listening. They don't know Jesus. Thirty seconds or less, lay the gospel
2: on me for them. If you've done anything in your life that you're ashamed of, or that you that you know lying, stealing, this sort of thing. You've violated the law of God. You've you violated His His commandments, and um, the good news is is that while the punishment for sin is death, God made a plan, and that plan was His Son Jesus Christ to to come and to die on a cross and to um, literally pay the price, pay that fine that you you owe, but you can't pay, and. Um, Put your faith and trust in Jesus. Repent. Turn away from your sins once and for all with God's help, of course. And uh, just follow him. Love him. He'll lead you.
3: Great way to do that. Amen. You, man. Amen. Love you, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have a great week, you guys. Cool. Make sure to tell somebody about Jesus.
1: That's all. I woke up this morning. Saw a world full of trouble. Now I thought, how do we ever get so far down? And how's it ever going to turn around? So I turn my eyes to heaven. Don't you do something? <laughs>